Life can be hard, and sometimes you just need an internet bestie to help you out. That's where I come in. Welcome to the Dear Imani Podcast, an advice-based show that reminds you to put yourself first and live in your purpose. And don't worry, I'll always give you the real tea. Need advice or have a story? Send me a message on our Instagram at Dear Imani Podcast or DearImani.com. Tune in every Friday for a new episode. See you there. Sincerely, Imani. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Dear Imani. I'm your host, Imani, obviously. We are back another week of the podcast, and I'm recording this pretty late, Um, pretty last minute, I will say. It is actually the night before this episode releases in the morning, so my night will consist of editing and getting this episode out to y'all by the morning because I'm not missing a week. Well, I don't want to say ever, but you know, like I got to get it done and I have this cough. So if you hear me like, like right now, let me clear my throat, you know, like, I don't know. I don't feel any other symptoms. Like I just have a little cough and that's it, which is annoying because it's like, not that I would rather be sick. I'm not saying that at all, but like, you know, like you just coughing for no reason, girl. Maybe it's just the sinuses. It's that time of year. It was super windy today. So maybe that's it. But anyway, thanks so much for coming back to the podcast and listening. As you can tell, I am not in the studio because I don't have a YouTube video, but it's just me and you on this audio, baby. So for starters, let's start with what this week looked like before we get into the topic and other things that I want to talk about. So this week, I was killing it with the bookings. Like I've talked about this before on my bingo and like the bingo chart I had made with my goals on it and my vision board and all that other manifestation manifestation stuff and like my goals for 2023. And if you guys remember, I told myself that I wanted to book at least one modeling job, book at least one modeling job a month. So that way, at least the bare minimum, I would get like 12 jobs by the end of the year, which would be more than I did last year. And tell me why I'm already on job number four. What? Like, and the month's not over. I mean, it's almost over, but the fact that if I, the fact that I did four jobs this month alone and my goal was one, I'm like, see, I can set my goals a little bit higher. And I feel like me just being so set and specific with the goals that I have, my life is just kind of like eating right now. Like I can feel the energy, the the shifting of my goals coming true, you know, like I can feel it in my soul. And this past week, I was like hella booked and busy because last week I did a shoot for a bridal company and I was the bride. Like it was for like robes and pajamas, like all the stuff the girls would wear before, you know, they're getting married with their bridesmaids and maid of honor and whatnot. So I was the bride and I was like, I look real cute as a wifey. Like, hello. So I sent, I sent it to Alex and he's like, cute you don't want to wife me up yet? Like, hello? Look how cute I look. But that was one shoot I had. And then this week I shot with Milani again for two days. And I just cannot, cannot get over how cool it is to be working with such a big company. Like this brand has been around since the beginning of time. Like all my girlies know, this was like the OG makeup brand that we would all wear. It's a drugstore brand. And Milani has hit every time. Like Milani's makeup is so freaking good to the point with like, To the point where all the product that I've gotten so far from working with them, I have kind of replaced my original makeup that I've been using for the past couple years with Milani because it's truly that good. Like, I kid you not, I'm not even just saying that because I've been working with them and I love them, but like, 
their product is so good and it's nice because it's actually affordable and like the foundation for instance is not oxidizing like I was using another brand and it started making my face look orange like if you look at some of my YouTube videos you can kind of see when I'm putting it on it looks orangey but Milani Milani is serving the concealer is concealing <laughs> like my bags are gone when I put that on and just the whole product like I, I use Milani now top to bottom to finish my face and I love it so I'm going to continue to use that brand but anyway all that to say it is so cool to be able to be working and modeling for this big brand because we've all used it especially I know I'll speak for myself I used it since I was younger when I first started wearing makeup like that was like the go-to brand and still is especially for drugstore and just to be able to have that relationship with them is really, really cool. And if you're wondering how I got that, so a couple years ago, I well, I used to be signed to a modeling agency out here in California in Orange County. And they actually booked me for Milani a couple years ago for one of their foundation shoots. And I did that. And then fast forward to last summer, they actually had an open call audition for what's up, like models for their shade range that was coming out. And... Uh, I submitted for it and with my submission I actually posted I put in the pictures that I already had that they already had of me on their website for their foundation that I shot back in like 2018 it's kind of just to remind them like hey like I've shot with you guys before I'd love to um, come and do it again and they picked me for that shade so I don't know if that helped or if they just were gonna like pick me anyway but it was like 50 girls because it was like the 50 shade range that they were shooting for and I had got that in the summer and they really really liked me at the shoot and they were so nice and they had emailed me back wanting to work with me saying that the team really enjoyed my presence I was so sweet they booked me around the Christmas around Christmas time where I did that big campaign and those images are like soon to be all over the website some of you have already shown me that you've gotten emails with my face in it in the next couple of weeks my face will be kind of plastered over Milani cosmetics which is so exciting actually one of the team members made a joke and they were like you're literally carrying Milani on your back right now and I was like oh this is so crazy like all I can say is it's just so crazy and then they had emailed me again to come shoot with them the, this past week. So Monday, Tuesday, I shot with Milani again. And I'm just like really building this really awesome relationship. And the team is so nice. Like the best part about this is are the people that work behind the scenes. Like when you are working with the brand or the brands that we wear and that we use, you only can hope that the people behind it are like kind souls and have good energy and just like you know, I don't know, just good people overall. And they truly, truly are like the makeup's already fire. But the fact that the team is like very sweet and loving, it makes it, it makes you want to wear the product even more if I'm being honest. But, but yeah, it's truly all about your relationships and how you interact with people because they raved about me so much from our summer shoot that that's why they wanted to bring me back. And they just are, and and I'm just honestly being myself, like I'm being fun, I'm being silly, just how you guys know me, like I act like that in front of everybody, and I'm really happy that my personality and my heart is able to, you know, shine through, and like dream brands, and just allowing me to be booked and busy, but that's what I had the past couple days, and I had to drive to Culver City, and Culver City is just... It's beautiful. Like the location, everything is surrounding is stunning, but the traffic is wild. Like it's only like 30 something miles away and it took me damn near two hours to get there each freaking day. Like what? Um, like it was like an hour and a half, but it was worth it because money. 
But the second day actually worked out, which was so crazy because Alex had to be at one of the studios down in Culver City because he was going to be helping with an audition for an Amazon movie and the audition was held there. And it's like for a marching band. Um, well, I can't really say what the movie is, but it's like for a marching band scene and he, they needed drummers and stuff. So he had to run the audition, which was crazy because it was down the street. Like after I was done shooting, I was able to walk to the studio and then go to him. And it just so happened we both had to be there at 9 a.m. The cars just aligned. Like, it was honestly wild. Like, stuff like that freaks me out when the world is just, like, working together in a way. Like, how random is that we both had to be in Culver City at 9 a.m.? And it was both, like, random, not random, but it was, like, both jobs that we just don't do all the time, you know? It just worked out well. And then on Wednesday, I had another shoot for a clothing brand. It was, like, an e-commerce style. If you're not familiar with e-commerce, it's basically... When you're shopping online, you see all the models and the clothes, There, that's e-commerce. So I just had to put on a bunch of different outfits and model them. And that, my friend, is work. Like, when you're shooting for beauty or, like, a big, I don't know, it depends on the brand, you have a lot of downtime. Like, you're not, like, working, working the whole time. Like, if I'm at a beauty shoot for, like, six hours, I'm really working, like, I don't even know, not that much. But e-commerce I was there for three hours and I was working three hours, baby. Like, oh. I was like, damn, like, you really about to try to put a hundred outfits on me in three hours? Like, okay. They were like, girl, we're paying you to be here, so you're going to be here. That's what it feels like. In the past week, I've had four modeling opportunities and getting pizzaed. Like, claps to me. Or should I use my nails? ASMR? I don't know. Anyway, yeah. So that's been my week. And then I had rehearsal at Disney today. So I've been really, really busy this week, which is nice because some weeks are slower than others. But I like when it's busy because I feel productive and I feel like I'm accomplishing my goals. And in the meantime, I'm also trying to get my vlogging back. I mean, after Vlogmas, it's been kind of weird just because that was so specific. And now I'm trying to get in the groove of just recording everything just because. Like when I watch vlogs, they record every part of their day and then that's what makes it a good vlog. But I feel like I'm trying to record things that I'm doing, but every day is not something or every day I can't shoot something. Like maybe like yesterday's shoot, I couldn't shoot the clothes because they're, they're not out yet. Like that's what I was shooting for their new collection. So therefore it's kind of like, I didn't get footage of that, but it's like, so you just don't shoot the whole, you just don't film for the vlog the whole day, you know? So I have to get in the habit of bringing out my camera more, but I will have a vlog, I think, this Sunday out. It'll just be like a weekly vlog of the things I've been doing the past week. So I'm trying to get better at that. But those are my updates. I feel like that is it. Okay, so a couple things before we talk about the topic of today. And I'm like already just going on and on. But that's what a podcast is for, baby, to talk. I hope you guys enjoyed last week's episode with Mr. Parker Griffin. He is so hilarious. Like, I'm so excited for him to have his own podcast because his voice and his the way he thinks, and he's just so smart and so fun where I can't wait for him to have a podcast. And you guys all should go listen to his as well. I think it comes out at the end of February, so stay on the lookout for that. Um... Okay, something that I wanted to talk about because I kind of talked about this on TikTok was, and I'm trying to be in my TikTok, I'm trying to be in my TikTok bag too. Like something about it is hard. Like I could scroll for hours like most of us. Like I can scroll all day on that app. It's a bottomless pit of videos and it's so much fun. But it's like I have a hard time posting and I don't know if I'm like stuck in my millennial way of like 
I'm used to Instagram. And like, part of me, I'm like, am I feeling like a boomer on Facebook where they just don't get Instagram? But I get TikTok. I know how to edit it. But something about it just like I could not get on it and edit videos. Maybe because I was overthinking. I think here's the thing. If, you know, us millennials, us millennials, you know, we grew up in the Instagram era where everything is curated to perfection. So then you have something like TikTok where you actually just show up on the app. Like you can literally, I can get on camera, I can get on camera right now in my pajamas in the dark and make a viral video, like doing something stupid or just saying something or being funny, you know, where we're so used to like being super cute on Instagram. And like I said, it's perfectly curated. So you kind of have to adjust your brain to be like, you know, you don't have to really think about what you post. You could post like 20 times a day random shit and hope for the best. So I kind of started doing that a little bit more. I'm like, okay, if I'm dressed, just make some TikToks. Like if they flop, they flop. And a couple of them have gotten like okay views, which I've gotten more followers. So that's nice. But I'm just going to keep on going with that. But anyway, I was on TikTok and I was talking about this Dubai Tarte trip. So if you don't know, Tarte Cosmetics took a bunch of influencers to Dubai. Yes, Dubai for a brand trip. And influencers and content creators go on brand trips. Like this is nothing new. Um, but everyone was hella up in arms about it because they felt like it was out of touch or like so extravagant. And I'm like, you guys, are y'all just being haters? Like, why would you be mad at a company that has hella money to take other people in that realm, in that like in that line of work, makeup influencers on a vacation to Dubai. Like, why are we really pressed about this? And I've come to the conclusion is that we're all just a bunch of haters. And like, that's just what it is. Because me, when I saw that trip, I was like, absolutely. Like, I would love to be on a trip like that. I would love to go on a brand trip anywhere. Shit, I would love to go on a brand trip to San Diego just for the fact that a brand wants to take you somewhere and pay for the trip and maybe and pay you and just make you a part of this whole extravagant situation. But Dubai, you really expected those girls not to go to Dubai? Like, what are we even talking about? And that's what irritates me about the app of TikTok is like everyone has an opinion and that's fine for everyone to have an opinion. I have tons of opinions, which is why I made a freaking podcast. But it comes a point where it's like, okay, I kind of miss the era when everyone couldn't just turn on their phone and start talking. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, it's like, damn, everything is so intense because everyone has such a strong opinion about stuff and opinions about things that don't even matter. Like, if we're going to talk about the diversity and inclusion of the Tarte trip, okay, that can be a legitimate discussion. But really, like, arguing about if it was out of touch because it was an extravagant trip is wild. Like, we as regular, regular people cannot be dictating how rich people or rich businesses move. Like, I'm not, I can't get mad if Chloe and Kim and Kylie and Kendall want to show off their wealth. And they don't like, you know what I mean? Like, if they're rich, they're rich. Like, I can't be mad at that. Like, do I wish I had more money? Of course. Do I wish I was rich? Hell yeah. But I can't be mad for them living their day-to-day life, but their day-to-day life happens to be luxurious because they got money. Like, I just really think we got to take a step back and be like, why am I really upset? Am I just jealous? Like, what's tea? You know? Yeah, I don't know. I, TikTok is just like, it's fun, but then it can be draining, especially when your For You page just shows you the same thing over and over and over again. Like, I just saw a TikTok of this girl. She was like deleting um, 
like keywords so that way it doesn't pop up and one of them was like this whole Michaela you know the makeup guru girl she has like a strong accent and like the whole mascara thing if you're not familiar with it basically she did an ad for L'Oreal mascara and was like raving about how it made her lashes look but people were calling her out saying that she ended up editing the video and had a wispies on like wispy lashes on so it was kind of false advertisement and then Jeffree Star got in the mix and now he's back making makeup reviews so it's kind of like this iconic return of Jeffree Star but then also and like OG beauty gurus but then also the, all this drama and every scroll is like it was the tart trip and then now it's Michaela and this and these lashes and then another thing that's trending is this girl that she has like a scar on her face and everyone thinks it's a fake scar and then everyone just talking about the same three topics but if you really think about it it's also silly <laughs> And everyone has such strong think pieces. That's I think that's what kills me about TikTok. It's like everyone has not only opinions, but they're so strong, but on like the the most simple issues. Like let's just take the girl that has the scar on her face. This girl has a scar on her face, but everyone thinks it's makeup because the scar has been in different locations on her cheek each video, it seems like. And then when she's trying to prove the point that she does that she does have a scar, she'll wipe it, but she's like barely touching it. So it does feel like it's a fake scar. But then people are so invested in like really analyzing it. And I'm like, okay, what are we doing? <laughs> like, and then I scroll and every video is about that, or every video is about Michaela and this mascara. And I'm like, you guys, please, I just want to get back on the side of TikTok where Beyonce was singing in Dubai like ah, you know like boy like I want to get back to that part of TikTok maybe my phone and my computer right now can hear me and go back to what I want to see but anyway like I enjoy all the all the tea like I, I love to be informed and like a part of all the things that are going on on the internet but at the same time I'm just like ugh, it gets a little bit annoying anyway I don't even know, why was I even saying all of that about TikTok? Because I guess I'm posting on TikTok more. I think I just wanted to talk about those little scandals and my opinions on that. Hella irrelevant, but that's what a podcast is for. Like, when it's your show, you can talk about what you want to talk about, right? <laughs> anyway, okay, today's actual topic is, am I the asshole? And this is a popular thread that happens on Reddit. And this thread is so funny. I've heard other podcasters do these kind of episodes and they're just hilarious because people have like some wild stories and sometimes you're reading them. It's like, am I the asshole? It's like, girl, yes, you're hella the asshole. Like, why are you even asking? This story is awful, you know, but then sometimes it's like, wait, you kind of got a point. Like, I don't really think you're the asshole. But anyway, these are like really fun episodes. And I also asked you guys for your submissions. So I'm going to sprinkle those in these as well. But most of them are going to be from Reddit because those are actually wild ones. And I have not read through any of these. Like, I'm going to just have my genuine reaction as I read these Reddit ones. And I'm going to like search for them while I'm with you. I didn't really like, usually for my podcast episodes, I make a whole document writing down exactly what I'm going to talk about. Um, not like word for word, but just the way I have like a print of it. This time I did not do that. I kind of just jumped on the mic because like I said, it's been a busy week, but I was not about to skip an episode. So here I am. I feel like I say that often because I'm like, I'm just so dead ass about it. I think it's episode 29. So next week is episode 30, baby. And then we're going to be headed into February for Valentine's Day. I kind of want to do, this is how you can tell I didn't write down the episode because I'm all over the place. But I hope you are enjoying this. If you're in the car, at work, with your AirPods on, 
yeah, I'm all over the place. But February, I want to do like a Galentine's episode. And I was talking about today, maybe like a Grammys recap or o- the Oscars. When's the Oscars? I don't know. Oscars recap. Um, and like maybe an episode with Alex for Valentine's Day. Okay. Let me know if you would like that. But anyway, like I said, I usually write everything down today. I did not. So that's why it's all over the place. And also just wanted to just chat with y'all a little bit. I'm going to blind read these Reddit am I the assholes and we'll see what happens. Okay. The first one. Am I the asshole for wanting to postpone my wedding till my fiancé gets rid of his braces? (laughs) Bruh. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to start by saying yes and no. I'm going to read the whole thing, but my first initial response is yes and no. I'm mainly yes because it's like, damn, like when does he get the braces off, you know? And like he can't help it. He's just trying to fix his teeth. Like he's just trying to you know, get right, get right and tight, and you over here pressed, but on the flip side, I feel it, because, like, I want everyone to look their best, and the braces is probably not their best, so, okay, let's, let's get into the story, says, my, my fiance has braces, he refused to get them when he was a child slash teen, because he feared people would make fun of him, but he finally accepted to get them after the dentist told him clearly that it wouldn't be recommended to replace his extracted teeth till he fixes his crooked ones. The issue is that our wedding was supposed to be coming up soon, but now I plan to postpone till my fiance gets rid of his braces. I have nothing against him wearing braces. I have even encouraged him to get them to finally fix his bad teeth. (laughs) Damn. But did you ever see a groom wearing braces in his wedding photos? I don't think so. I thought my fiancé would be understanding, but instead he got mad at me and accused me of being ashamed of being with him. That's obviously not true. I just want our wedding photos to be as aesthetically pleasing as possible, and that's why I want to postpone our wedding till he gets braces off. I also told him he couldn't avoid... He could have avoided all of this if he got invisible braces, but he said those were way more expensive and wanted to save money specifically for our wedding and honeymoon... And he didn't think his fiance would be shallow to care about it. He ended up saying that if I postpone the wedding, now I might just call it off altogether, which I think is incredibly unfair of him to do. But maybe I should have insisted on this. But maybe I shouldn't have insisted on this issue either. Am I the asshole? Okay. Like, okay, this first comment says he should postpone the wedding until you're mature. Here's the thing. The reality of it is postponing the wedding is extra as fuck. (laughs) Like, we all know how expensive weddings can be. Well, I don't really know because I'm not married. But from what I hear, from word on the street, is that weddings are very expensive. Therefore, to postpone it, I don't know how far along you are with the, you know, with the with the planning of it. Did you already book the stuff? Like, what? I need to know what's going on with that first. But if it's like... You haven't booked anything, like, you just got engaged, and you possibly, like, nothing, there's no moving parts besides the fact that you know you're going to get married, then it's not that bad, but if you already have moving parts, and you're trying to postpone the wedding for some braces, that is crazy. That's crazy. Because the reality is, maybe he could just smile, like, he doesn't have to show his teeth if you hate it that much. And then, two, it's like, okay, yeah, wedding photos are important, and I know when I get married one day, I'm going to have them blown up in the house, or, like, you know, but... you're not just about to be looking at them every day you know like they're not a part like they're a part of your life forever but they're not a part of your life in the sense like you are always looking at those 
photos and it's just gonna bother you every single day that he has braces he could just get the clear rubber bands like I used to have braces for four years and when I had something important to do I would get the clear rubber bands so that way they weren't as noticeable but like the reality is you always notice if a bitch has braces they're not going nowhere they're literally train tracks in your mouth it is what it is like you're gonna be so thankful that he fixes his teeth and then you're, forget, you're going to forget all about how you were upset that he had braces in the wedding, you know? So I do think it's a little bit annoying for you to want to postpone it. But I kind of get it because, like, you know, like, you want to be a bad bitch and you feel like the braces are not. So, but overall, since I have to pick one, I'm going to say, yes, you are the asshole. Okay, next one. Am I the asshole for telling my daughter she's too old to be sitting on my lap? Oh, oh. I'm going to say yes. Okay, but let's get into it. I am married to my husband, who we are 37 and 38, and we have a daughter together that's 11 years old. My daughter is very small for her age and as a result gets treated like a younger child sometimes. She loves to hop in me or my husband's lap and cuddle with us on the couch or in the chair. I have been thinking that she may be too old for that sort of thing and maybe I'm hurting her by letting her continue. Yesterday, she tried to hop in my lap and cuddle, and I told her she was too old for that and to get off me. She got really upset, got off me, and went to her room and slammed the door. She hasn't tried to get in my lap since then, and things are tense between us. She doesn't talk to me unless she has to, and when I hugged her goodnight last night, she didn't hug me back. I feel really guilty because I obviously hurt her feelings, but I feel like she might be too old for sitting on my lap. What? You kn yeah, you're an asshole. You're an asshole because here's the thing. 11 years old is young. That is a child. I don't know where people think like that 11 is young. I don't know because people are watching people seem like they're older than what they are on the internet. 11 is a child. Like what? Like you, you want, you should be happy that your kid is not going through that preteen 11, 12, 13 year old stage where like they don't want to be seen with you or they think that you're annoying. Like she wants to be with you and her dad and sit on their lap. Like, I think that's weird that you think it's too old. Like if I wanted to sit on my parents' lap right now, because like they're my parents, I feel like that, like who cares? Like that, like if I sit on my mom's lap right now, she would be like, tears of joy because it's so like they just you're their babies like that's just weird for you to have the urge to tell your daughter to get off and she's only 11 like I just feel like you have some animosity like you don't even you didn't even want to be a mother in my opinion you just didn't you have like some detachment type issues it sounds like it's funny because I'm like talking as if like they submitted to they submitted this to me <laughs> this is from reddit but yeah I just feel like you don't want to be a mother like that because I just cannot imagine telling my kid to get off my lap and they're only 11 years old and they're small. Like I get the idea like you don't want her to feel baby because she's already small so she gets little girl treatment but newsflash she is a little girl so she's getting little girl treatment because she's a little girl. Like what? Yeah and now look at you're gonna miss the days when she's trying to sit on your lap and you've made that this is something that she's going to remember now forever like she is going to remember you telling her to get off her lap so even when you try to apologize or try to make things right she will never be the same in that capacity like she's not going to jump on your lap she's she, she's going to start she's distancing herself already and you made it She's like prematurely distancing herself. This is something that I feel like teenagers would teenagers do when they're like 15, 16, 17. 
especially 15, 16, like when they start getting their permits and like getting allowed to stay out later or whatever, they kind of distance themselves. You made this now where she's distancing herself at 11. Like you're weird. So all in all, yes, you are the asshole. Okay, so we're two down and they're both assholes. Yay. <laughs> okay, this one is already, mm. okay, am I the asshole for asking my girlfriend to change her pad more frequently? Yikes. I'm going to start off by saying, I'm going to say no, because I'm assuming how the story is about to go. But no, let's, let's read the story. Okay. We're both women. I'm 26 and she's 23 and we've been together for two and a half years. She got diagnosed with type 1 diabetes three years ago. She doesn't take good care of herself. She does sometimes and then she'll go through periods of I don't care and she's going through one of those right now. Problem is her periods. She's got some sort of hormone imbalance, but doctors haven't done anything about it and she's not interested in chasing up. Point is, the smells. Point is, she smells weird during this time. And it sounds like she has a lot of periods, so she's always smelling weird. Anyway, her periods smell like sweet, but not. I can't quite explain, but we're not looking for medical advice. I reached, breaking, I reached my breaking point, and I kept asking her to change more frequently. She snapped and told me it's not my business, not my body, etc., and I'm being a controlling asshole. I said, but it smells weird. It's gross. We can't agree if I'm T.A. or not. What is T.A.? Oh, we can't agree if I'm the asshole or not. I say I'm not and she disagrees. So am I the asshole? You know, no, you're not the asshole. Here's the thing. When you're talking about hygiene and then someone and you're telling like someone that their hygiene sucks and you live with them and you're intimate with them and they're like, it's none of your business, bitch, it, it literally is my business. Like what? Like it's literally my business. If I'm about to be kissing on you, all over you, sleeping with you, living with you, sharing a dirty laundry hamper with you, all of that, using the bathroom after you and it's stank in here because your period is stanking. Which is not even about that the period stinks. Like, if your period smells weird or has a smell, that is not what even would bother me. Like that is the fact that you're not taking, you're not being proactive on making sure that the people around you aren't suffocating in the smell. Like you need to be changing your pad or changing your tampon. Like I know when, if I'm smelling down there, like it's time to change my tampon or pad. Like I'm gonna change my tampon or pad. Like, don't be, like, I'm not going to be like, it's none of your business. It's literally her business. She's your girlfriend. So I do not think you're the asshole in this one. I think that she's just, you know, it's a sensitive topic. Like, nobody wants to be told that they stank or their breath stank or, you know, like, no no one wants to be told anything about themselves, but especially, like, hygiene. Like, that that feels, like, embarrassing. Like, oh, you have bad BO. It's like, damn. I don't want to, I don't want to hear that. But like, it's also better to hear it from your loved one than like your friends low key talking about you behind your back or something like that. So I'm going to say she is not the asshole and change your pad. Okay, next one. Am I the asshole for expecting my adult working child to contribute to the house? Okay, my son is 25. He has never moved out. He went to college in our hometown and has a job here. He still lives in his room that he has had from childhood. I love my son, but I am tired of supporting him. My my wife won't let me charge him rent or make him pay for groceries. She still does his laundry too. He took a year off after high school to relax, but he didn't go anywhere. He did not get a job or anything. He just sat at the beach for a year. We paid for his university. He graduated when he was 22 and got a job 
and got a job right away. And he wasted all of his money. He has a truck that costs as much as we paid for our house 25 years ago. I am not even going to get into how much he spends on his computer and other hobbies. Him and my wife have turned his sister's old room into his Lego room. He also has a bunch of savings on crypto. I am getting close to retirement and I think I should not be supporting him anymore, but my wife won't let me kick him out. It's becoming a real issue with us. I approached my wife last week with the idea of selling the house and moving south. She won't hear any of it and calls me cheap and miserable for wanting to abandon her baby. That's how she called him. She said it's normal in her culture for kids to live in a home until they're married. All her grandparents were born in America. It's not like she's from the old country. I'm considering drastic measures if things don't change soon. Am I the asshole? Okay, this is like a yes and a no. And I'm going to start with the no. No, because you have every right to want your adult child to help with household stuff. And the thing is, I feel like what it sounds like, like she does his laundry, she pays for the groceries. I feel like even if he contributed more in the house and like paid for groceries or paid like a bill, I feel like you wouldn't have a problem as much as like, I feel like you don't really necessarily want or I feel like you don't need the rent money, but he does, he's not doing anything. So you're kind of like, you should be paying for the rent. But if he just stepped up to the plate even a little bit, I feel like he wouldn't have as much of a problem, but that's an issue. Like he's 25 and not doing a single thing to help contribute to the household, which obviously can be irritating. I think only where the asshole part comes in is like at the end when you're like, I'm going to, or else I'm going to take drastic measures. Like, are you going to divorce your wife because you don't want your son in your house that bad? Like I totally get like being annoyed, but at the end of the day, this is your son and he's only 25. Like, it's not like he is in his 30s or like 40s, like 25 is still very young. And I was going to say like, what were you, what were you doing at 25? But when you're older, like at 25, people were like married with bought a house because everything was different and cheap and like such a different time. But you know, 25 is young and a lot of people live at home past 25. Like, I mean, I don't even know what I, I don't, I don't, I don't think I'd be living at home, but like I, I don't live at home. I haven't lived at home since I was 19, but that's also because I live in a different state, you know, but you know, a lot of people live at home and I don't think it's like a bad thing to do. So 25 is young and I think it's fine for you to ask him to pay bills or to pay a bill or to contribute with the groceries or could just contribute in any way. But I, I don't think like selling your house and like that's your way of trying to get him out by kind of like setting him up to fail a little bit. I feel like that's kind of messed up because it's your son. Like you're treating this like this is your stepson. Like you don't even know this man. Like you gave, your wife gave birth to him. Like you made this boy and you're pressed about it. So I feel the mom because I, I would be like, this is my baby. Like, I mean, clearly, okay, yeah, it's not ideal, but this is our situation. So I'm not, I'm not about to like kick him out or go through, like you said, drastic measures to get my son out. I feel like that's a little bit of asshole. So this was like a half and half one. Okay, am I the asshole for not inviting my stepmother to my wedding? Ooh, okay. When I was 20, my mother was emotionally unstable, so me and my sister moved to our father's house. He was already living with my soon-to-be stepmother, who is now 49. I love how they, in Reddit, they put all the ages. Okay, anyway. In my country, it's common for people to live with their parents a 
a bit deeper into adult life. Oh, okay, that's so funny that I'm so happy they said this because I wanted to, that's the point I wanted to make the last one in the last story. She had, the wife had mentioned like in her culture, people stay at home longer. And that is so true. And I feel like the idea of like, kicking your kids out at 18 it just sets them up for failure or this idea like you don't have to help them after 18 but like all through your 20s you really need help like financial help or just you just need help like you're just trying to navigate adulthood you go from being in high school or being in school going to high school then going to college where everything's like kind of handed to you and then you step out into the world and like parents are like oh well you're an adult now so figure it out it's like okay, well, can you help me a little bit? And in other, in in certain cultures, like they stay in the house until they're married. And then sometimes like even the married couple lives at the, at the parent's house for a bit too. Like, I feel like it really sets you up for like the stability and it's not ideal because people want to live out the house, of course, when they're dating. But, um, I can, I, I see how that is beneficial because if you're single and you're not married, you're saving money on rent. So that's going to, you're able to help build your savings account through your job or like, I don't know. I feel like you don't, you know, you don't have to struggle like the average 20 something year old because you're able to live at home until you, you know, get married or whatever that looks like. So I'm glad they brought that up. Anyway, back to not inviting to, not inviting your stepmom to your wedding. Okay, at first she was sweet. Around a year later, my sister moved out and my stepmom and father got married. Right after that, her behavior shifted. She was treating me poorly behind his back and in front of him, she would be a doll. Okay, it's giving Cinderella. So my father didn't understand when... My father didn't understand when I started to avoid her and made assumptions that I was jealous, which I was not. I tried to tell him that she was not being a nice person, but he wouldn't believe it. She would play this song very loudly outside of my bedroom that said, get out of my house, demon, get out. Oh my God. She once got, she once got on me laughing and said, you are the little dog of the house. Put your tail between your legs and obey me because I own you. What? She convinced him that I took the devil home and this is what made my father lose a kidney. Oh, she's wild. So after a while, he threw me out because she made him choose between us. I went on to live alone. I was going through financial turmoils, having had recovered the relationship with my mother. She invited me to move in with her and my stepfather so I could save money for future plans. So I met and fell in love with my fiance. We had a great, sweet, and and safe relationship. Recently, he received a job offer in another country, and I knew I wanted to go along with him. So we were having a wedding to celebrate our love and function as a farewell party. My mother approached me to say that she would be okay with me inviting my father to the wedding. Last week, I arranged a meeting for him and my dad to meet. It was nice. He said he was happy about all about all and offered financial help with anything we needed. We declined. I decided to invite him. He asked if the invitation extended itself to my stepmother. I said that it did not and that I hoped he'd understand. He didn't. He said that he wouldn't go without her, that I was being ridiculous about the situation, that what went on in his, ha- in his house was bullshit. I kept my foot down and he lost it. Started calling me ungrateful and listening 
and listing all the things he paid for me along my life. He said that he would be the he said that this would be the perfect opportunity for me to reconcile with his wife. I said that wasn't this wasn't about him. It's about me and my fiance. It's our wedding and we want a, we want to be around people that love us. He said it's unfair that my mother can go and my stepfather and he would be alone. I kept my foot down. He made it clear he wouldn't go without her and that I am being childish and unreasonable. I am proud of myself for standing up, but he is my father and asking myself if I'll regret this. Am I the asshole? That is a lot to unpack. Wow. One, I feel bad because it's like, okay, I get your dad is annoyed because that's his lady at the end of the day, but... You're his daughter, so you should you should come first. Like, if, if you said no, he could throw a fit, but at the end of the day, he should be at that wedding and walking you down the aisle because you're his daughter. Like, what? Like, he really is not going to show up to your wedding, your one and only wedding, because his, his girl can't go, your stepmother? And it's not even like she's been in your life forever. Like, you said that he started dating her at 20, when you were 20, so this is not like your stepmother in a sense of like she helped raise you. So it's it's different. It's just, just like his new girl. That's not your mom. So I feel like that's super assholey of him to not show up to your wedding. Also, it's super assholey for him to kick you out because she said so and she was being the evil stepmother from Cinderella. Like what? I hate that. I hate that. Like the fact that parents will choose their significant other over their child is sickening. Like I can't even imagine. I cannot imagine. Oh my God. But yeah, I would say you are not, you are not the asshole. It is totally fine to set boundaries, even in your wedding. I think when people get married, they really feel like they have to invite everybody or like the, the fifth cousin from the South side that never, that only says happy birthday. Like, and they don't even say happy birthday. They say, HBD on Facebook, like you don't have to, you don't have to invite that person, you know, like that person doesn't need to be at your wedding. And if people are there that you don't want there, that's under your discretion. And yeah, does it suck that it's your father's wife? So your stepmother? Sure. But she's, she's evil. Like the things that she was saying to you is not acceptable. And the fact that your dad kicked you out when she's the one that's being nasty is so messed up. So I do not think you're the asshole. If anything, I think your dad is the worst asshole because he's the one that owes you loyalty. The stepmother, if she wants to be an evil, wicked witch of the West or whatever, then that's that's what she's going to do. But your dad is the one that should be sticking up for you and caring for you and all that stuff. So he is actually the asshole in the whole situation. Okay, am I the asshole for asking my roommate to stop having her boyfriend over so often? Oh my God, okay. You guys have to let me know if you have a roommate or you are the roommate and you have a significant other, what does that look like? Because I have, I'm so happy that this one came up because I've always thought about this. Since I've moved to California, I have lived alone. So when I moved here in 19, I lived in a studio for some years and then I moved to like a two bedroom by myself and then I moved in with Alex. So now we've lived together for years. So I've never had a roommate in that, in that way, you know? So I used to always wonder like, what does that look like to have a roommate and then have your man or girl over all the time? Because me and Alex, when we first started dating, 
we hung out every single day. Like, we did not take a break from each other. And I came here a lot. But the difference is when he did have a roommate that lived here, this, we live in a townhome. So there's, there's like, it's two levels and there's three rooms. So there was more space where I would just like come upstairs and go to his room. We weren't sharing common areas where like most situations, young people that have roommates, like, it's not that big and you're probably all in the kitchen or like all in the living room at the same time. So you walk into the comfort of your own home and somebody else is there, like someone significant other is there. So I can, I can see how that can make you feel a little bit like, uh, uh but I used to always wonder what that felt like. So I'm like, okay, if I had a roommate and then I was dating Alex and then he, and he came over all the time, that's probably annoying. Or like if I was living with someone and their man was over all the time, I feel like I would be annoyed because it's like, I just want to get out the shower and not run to my room or I just want to come downstairs and not have you watching TV already. Like you just feel a little bit uncomfy in your house when someone has their person over all the time, especially if you're not super close with the significant other. Like if you're kind of all friends and it, it works a little bit better, but even then it's like any guests in your house doesn't make you feel a hundred percent comfortable like you would when you're just by yourself, you know? So all that to say, let's read this story. So am I the asshole? I have two roommates, Alice and Janet. Janet has a long distance boyfriend, Josh, who recently started visiting around once a month. Each time he stays five to eight days. Neither Alice nor I know Josh very well, and he doesn't like interacting with us very much. This in itself is already makes this itself already makes Alice and me a bit uncomfortable as it's essentially having a fourth unfamiliar male roommate 25% of the time. To add to that, Janet and Josh are home all of the time and they are very loud and take up a lot of space. Janet without Josh is a good roommate quiet, clean, and respectful of house rules. When Josh visits, they cook loudly in the kitchen, blast TV shows in the living room, and talk at full volume. Josh also often will take work calls in the living room with no headphones on. <laughs> Alice, Alice's room is closest to the common areas. She has asked them multiple times to keep it down. To be fair, Janet and Josh are fairly quiet during quiet hours, but my room shares a wall with Janet's and our doors and are literally right next to each other. This means that even with our doors closed, I can I can hear absolutely everything from their Netflix to their talking to them being intimate. It's genuinely traumatizing. I'm being dramatic, but it really does suck. <laughs> Additionally, I have to pass my I have to pass by Janet's room to get to my bathroom. I usually walk out the shower with just a towel, but when Josh is around, I have to get fully clothed in the bathroom first. Like, I was just talking about that. Exactly. Alice and I were extremely frustrated and decided to have a talk with Janet. We first talked about being quieter in the common areas to which Janet obliged. Obliged? Obliged? I don't know. <laughs> I then said that I felt uncomfortable with how much Josh is around. I asked whether Josh could visit every month every other month instead or shorten the stay to two to three days each month. Janet responded saying that the trip wouldn't be worth it if it was so short. Josh is only a 45 minute flight away by the way and that they had to agree to see each other every month. Alice asked if Janet would could visit him sometimes instead or travel somewhere together and Janet said she was too poor. She's not poor by the way to do that and wanted Josh to visit her because he paid for his flights. He tried thinking 
We tried thinking of other options, such as timing visits to when Alice and I were away, having Josh stay at a hotel, etc., but Janet refused all of them. We basically dropped the conversation there, and afterwards we could hear Janet slamming cupboards and doors, which is what she does when she's angry. I know long distance is difficult, and I feel bad for trying to restrict how much time she spends with Josh. I feel like I should have a say in what is going on in my home. Josh visiting has made Alice's and my living arrangement very uncomfortable, and I feel dread every time Janet announces he's coming to visit. Am I the asshole for asking Janet to have her boyfriend over less? So, no. I don't think so. Here's the thing, and depending on the size of your place, you don't feel comfortable when people are at your house fully. Like, unless it's your best friend, or like maybe your siblings or your, you know, parents, whatever. But even all of them, you don't operate the same. You just don't. Like you running downstairs naked or coming out, the like you changing fully in the bathroom. You just took a hot shower and the door is closed because Josh is there. And then you're trying to dry off, but also put your clothes on while the door is closed. Like that's not something that you would normally do. You would probably walk out, like you said, in your towel Or it's just girls, you might even walk out like naked and go to your room and shut the door or whatever. You know, it's like little things like that make your living situation annoying because you can't operate in your normal, like your daily activity, like in your daily way. I feel like that is super annoying. And so I feel like you're not the asshole for wanting to just feel comfortable. And as far as the roommate, it's like you can compromise. First of all, it's, it would be different if he was coming from like the other side of the country and the flight was five hours and like staying for two days just didn't feel worth it. I would understand that. But the fact that the flight is 45 minutes, that means he's in the next day over, like literally. So you can, st- you can take a 45 minute flight and stay for three days and call it a day. Eight days is a long time and eight days every month. Like that's a lot of Josh in the house, you know? So, I don't know. I feel like, overall, I don't think you're the asshole. And I think your roommate's the asshole asshole for not wanting to compromise and shutting down all the ideas, especially the most logical one, which is shorten the visits or you go visit him or get a hotel sometimes. And you guys are all paying rent. Like, is he paying some bills? Because he's there for eight days every month consistently. He's using water, using laundry, using heat, using stove electricity. You know, like, is like, what is he giving you? Is he buying you guys groceries for the week? What's going on? I don't think you're the asshole. But those are things that roommates really do have to discuss. Like, when you're rooming with someone, it's like, do you have a significant other? When you do get a significant other, how often do you like to see them? Um, do you, Are you going to be going over there? Or are they going to be coming over here? Are we going to text and be like, hey, Josh is coming over or hey, whoever's coming over every time they come over? Are they just going to be here? I'm going to open the door and he's sitting on the couch. Like, how does this all work? I'm so curious. So if any of you guys are listening, have roommates or have, yeah, or have been the person that had a boyfriend and you have roommates, like I would love to know, boyfriend or girlfriend, whatever, I would love to know what that was like and what that experience was like. All right, so I'm going to read you two of the submissions that I got for Am I the Asshole? Okay, dear Imani, am I the asshole for not caring about inviting a lot of family to your wedding that my parents want to be there? No, you are not the asshole. Like, we, luckily we've talked about this a little bit already, but you don't have to have people at your wedding that you don't want there. Like, I think people get it confused. A wedding is for the couple. Like, let's just, let's just 
remember that. You know, like a wedding is not for you to have a date night or for a family reunion. That's where that's what a family reunion is for. Like even if your parents are paying for the wedding, they are not they don't get to dictate who is going to the wedding. Like if that's the case, you better figure out how to pay for it yourself because that is not fun having controlling parents that are like I want it like this and I want this person there. Like, why do you want those people there in the first place? Like, if you wanted to visit your, if you wanted to visit them, go take a flight. They don't need to be a my wedding. So no, you are not the asshole for that. And if you're getting married or if you're getting married in the future, anyone listening, you don't have to invite friends or family just because you've known them for, you've known them forever, but you don't really like them or like your family wants them to be there. Like, no. Dear Imani, am I the asshole? I say I'm over toxic relationships, but I purposely I purposefully leave him on red to keep the chase alive. Girl, yes, you are the asshole. What? <laughs> you okay. It's so funny to me how people like being toxic because that is just not in my body at all. Like when I tell you I like the idea of a prince charming is so cute. Like, there is nothing in my body that wants a toxic relationship. Like, absolutely not. But you just like the thrill, like you said, of being chased and feeling wanted. So you want him to, like, come after you. But here's the thing. This is how we as girls end up hurt. As soon as he understands, like, this girl's just playing with me, he's going to stop hitting you up. And then you're going to have to end up chasing him and then feeling thirsty and then feeling like, oh, he doesn't want me. It's like because you were playing too many games, girl. Like, especially if you like him, if you like him and you're just doing this because literally for no reason, you're going to miss out on a good opportunity or possibly a good relationship or maybe the love of your life because you're playing games, sis. Like, no, you are the asshole. I'm so sorry to tell you. You can find, there's other ways to feel the chase. Like, you don't have to keep him on red to feel the chase. Maybe you could be like, he asks you on a date and you're like, oh, can I rain check so you can feel busy and so I can ask you again? Even then, it's just like, no. Like, if you like somebody, just allow your heart to like them. Doing the whole, like, trying to play hard to get and, like, not reading the messages or pretending to sound busy, you're really just going to miss out on a good person because they're going to get tired of it and get tired of your games. You hear me? Okay. So, for Imani's final thoughts, if you feel like you're being the asshole, chances are you probably are. I'm just kidding. Not at all, because most of these stories, you guys were not the assholes at all, just because you just weren't. I feel like the overall gist of it is, just because it sounds like asshole behavior doesn't mean it's wrong. Like, am I being an asshole? It could be. You could sound like an asshole, but is it truth? Are you telling the truth? And if there is truth, then there's something, I mean, you can't really dictate how someone's going to respond to what is being told that's the truth. You know what I mean? Like, it might suck to hear that you need to change your pad, but if you're stinking the bathroom up or stinking the bed sheets up, then you got to you gotta be told to change the pad. It wasn't an asshole. Did you, do you feel like the person's an asshole? Maybe. But it's the truth. So... Those are my final thoughts. Keep it truthful, baby. 
Anyway, thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. That was a fun one. I hope you had fun listening to those stories. And I know I was all over the place in the beginning, but I really had to update you guys on life. And this episode was not supposed to be this long because I did not want to edit this hour-long episode. Oh my God. Anyway, once again, thank you for listening. I love you guys so much. Please rate this podcast five stars only because it really helps me. Um, And I'll see you guys next week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this week's podcast. You can watch the full episode on YouTube and make sure to send in your stories and questions at dairymoney.com. Reminder, I am not responsible for the outcome of any advice you take from me. Unless it's good, then I get all the credit. See you next week. Mwah!